This episode was supported by Premier Professional Counseling Services, the premier choice for your mental health needs. Check the show notes to find your next therapist or counselor. Hey, Jim Gang, it's your girl, Brittany B. And if you really love this podcast, make sure you join my Conversations with B community on Zippy Stream. This is how you can get my latest updates, special offers, and check out my bonus content all completely free. That's zip, zero, no charge to you, absolutely free. All you have to do is simply click my Zippy Stream link in any of the show notes, drop in your email address, and become a part of my community. It's simple as that. And while you're at it, why don't you share that link with a friend or two so they could join the community as well? And podcasters, check this out. If you already have a show or you're thinking about starting a show, why don't you start your own private community as well on Zippy Stream? Use my promo code Brittany and we both can receive exclusive marketing and promotion while building our community of listeners. For more information, visit www.zippystreams.com. Hi, I'm Brittany B, writer, self-love coach, founder of the Spiritual and Bougie Way, and host of Conversations with B podcast, a show filled with genuine conversations where inspiring people share timeless insight and experiences about finding their way and owning their journey to where passion and purpose meant to create light and love in their lives. I believe you're listening because of divine destiny, and I know that today's show will lift, motivate, and lead you the spiritual and bougie way. Thank you for listening. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Conversations with B podcast. I am so excited to be jumping right into season two off of the success of season one. And I am so happy that my first guest is my mentor, Dr. Marsha McLean. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Brittany. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate this opportunity. Of course, you know I wanted you for season one and you are the busiest woman I know and our schedules just, you know, could not mesh well, but we got perfect timing. And I, and I told you this earlier because I couldn't get you for season one and I knew I had to wait until the top of this year to have you it forced me into that accountability measure of having a season two, right? <laughs> All right. So we, it's a win-win situation for both of us, sounds like. <laughs> I was like, what you're doing is so amazing. And I just wanted to be able to share my platform with you to, you know, let everyone know what you're doing. So let's jump right into this conversation. Would you let everyone know who you are and about your journey when you knew what your purpose was. Okay, okay. So my name is Marsha McLean. Um, I am a grandma. And uh, people always said to me, well, you don't act like a grandma. And I'm like, so what does a grandma act like? And that's when I started thinking about this idea of, wait a minute. So what does a grandma really act like? What does society think about grandmas? And I decided that based on my own knowledge and what I hear other people talking about, people think that grandmas should uh, uh, go somewhere and sit down, basically. And if you, you know, that's a saying that we have in the South, just go somewhere and sit down. But what it really means is you, you've done your time, grandma, you've enjoyed your life. Now it's time for you to retire, so to speak. And, and what that means to me is retire from, from having fun, retire from enjoying your life. And I believe just the opposite. I believe it's time for grandmas to reinvent themselves, to redesign themselves, to redefine who they are. 
And so that is kind of how I got started on this, this grandma's 2.0 journey. Um, when people kept saying to me, well, you don't act like a grandma. And I'm like, okay, so I guess that's a good thing because I am a grandma, but I like to think I'm a, the new version of grandma. So that's why I call it a 2.0 grandma, right? So it's the advanced version, the better version, the, you know, and it's not like your, your own grandma, maybe, or like my grandma, put it that way. So my grandma was, my great grandma is the one that I'm talking about. She was like too great. So great, great. Right. <laughs> and she was, she was the woman that sat on the porch and made sure all the kids and everybody in the community was taken care of and that sort of thing. But my grandma, like the one, you know, after my mother, oh, this woman was real interesting. <laughs> in her 50s, she started her own business. So she is my role model. She, oh my God, this woman decided she wanted to have a, a place at the beach and with very little education and with very little money, she did her own apprenticeship. She oh, went wow. down to the beach. She, she worked for someone else for about a year. She figured everything out and then she got her own place. Wow. I would, I would go down there and work with her in the summer, me and my, my cousin and my brother. And uh, I tell you, she worked us hard, but I also learned a lot from her. I learned my work ethic for her, from her rather. Um, and that's actually a kind of, uh, I guess, how my journey started. It was, like I said, when I became a, a grandma myself, I knew I wasn't going to be your quote unquote typical grandma because uh, I just didn't feel like my life was over. I felt yeah. like my life was just beginning. So uh, my grandson, my oldest grandchild now is 18 years old. And sometimes I tell him, mm, you're not that much older than me. Uh, <laughs> so he said, well, grandma, well, how old are you? So oh, I'm only 26. So, <laughs> so you're the youngest grandma ever. Yeah. And it's all about attitude. So that's kind of here how the, I guess, how the journey got started. Like I said, people were asking me saying, or saying to me, you don't look like a grandma. You don't act like a grandma. Uh, and so, but I knew, I kept thinking, it kept nagging at me. Hmm, you don't act like a grandma. You don't look like a grandma. So there are a lot of grandmas out there, especially those celebrity grandmas like a Kris Jenner or a Gladys Knight or a, who's another one? Tina um, Oh yeah, she is like the one. And Jada Pickett's mom. Uh, Adrian Banfield Jones, I think her name is. Anyway, she is the same way. These ladies do not act like grandmas, okay? So to speak is the same thing people were saying to me. So actually it was like a compliment, you know? And so I thought, okay, now we need to do something about this. And so I started uh, holding these events and I started just talking to people about it, other grandmas when I would see them and talk to them and uh you know it just kind of started this movement so to speak and i decided okay i think i really need to do something about this because as far as i know no one has done anything like this i mean you know they they're groups because i went on facebook to see to search for grandma groups and that sort of thing and there are some grandma groups there a lot of them really focus on the grandchildren. But I say to grandma, we need to focus on ourselves. That doesn't mean that you don't focus on your grandchildren or your children. That's not what I mean. But I think we also owe it to ourselves to focus on us. Because like the most that. valuable person in your life should be you. I like that. And I so, like that when, and I kept on thinking when you said people were saying, you don't act like a grandmother, you don't look like a grandmother. You were just being you. Right. You mm-hmm. weren't being, you know, sized up in a box by this role, this new mm-hmm. role. Because I think that sometimes, and I cannot speak to this because I'm not a grandmother myself, nor do I have a desire to be. <laughs> I, <laughs> I know that's I'm right. I'm so vocal about that. I tell my daughter, I'm like, you please don't, um, <laughs> please don't think. And this is why, um, my grandmother and my mom are so amazing. Like I'm nervous that I can't live up to them. And I'm like so super, super nervous that my daughter is going to be expecting like me to be a grandma and great grandma like them. Mm, So I'm just like, mm -hmm. well, just don't have any kids and I don't even have to worry about that. We can enjoy together for for the rest of our lives. But I was going to say that I think that some people once they um 
find out they're going to be a grandma or once they, you know, know that they're or become a grandmother or whatever, they um, automatically think like, it's over. I'm old. I'm granny. Right. And I hear like these young women, yes. you know, saying like their grandkids call them granny already or, or right. and mm-hmm. things like mm-hmm. that. And then, you know, you can see like once they get into the groove of being a grandma and they see, they kind of change their perspective. But yeah, I think that sometimes uh, people just maybe hear that term like, oh my goodness, yes. grandmother. And, it, and it's kind of like a, oh, okay, well, let me start acting like that. Shoes and put on my house. Exactly. I love exactly. that you remain true to yourself. Yes. And I mean, if you don't do that, I mean, that's basically all you can do. And I'm, and I try to be authentic no matter what. I know when my, when my son and his wife said they were going to have the baby, uh, this was actually before they got married, right? And then, and I said, oh my God, I can't be, I'm too young and too gorgeous to be a grandma. I said, now he's going to have to call me grand diva. Okay. Cause okay. grandma is not going to work for me. I like that. I've heard like glandma. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Either, yes. Grandma. What is the number? I mean, diva, I like that. Ex- okay. And so I was like, okay, so I'm clearly not ready to embrace this, but I thought, okay. Once the baby came here and he called me grandma, of course it melted my heart. I'm like, you can call me anything you want to call me. You know? <laughs> I love it. I love it. So but I mean, I you know, like so that, that was different. But yeah, I I I just say to grandmas, uh, be who you are, you know. Okay. And for those of you that you know uh, want to embrace the word grandma, like I eventually embraced it. I'm like, okay, that doesn't matter. That doesn't define who I am because guess what? I can redefine reinvent myself in any time that I want to (laughs) oh well that that leads into what I was just about to ask you like Mm -hmm. I wanted to know you talked about the journey leading there Mm -hmm. but I do want to ask you because I'm just wondering what led you to sharing this with other women that redefining that power is it's Mm -hmm. like you took the power in that word and made Mm -hmm. it your own and I think for me, what I observe from, you know, seeing you that, that's, that when it clicked into being your passion was that connecting with the other grandmothers. Yes, exactly. So like, because people kept saying this to me, I'm like, wait a minute, there must be something here, you know, and I've always loved fashion, beauty, you know, those kinds of things, glamour, always loved that. And so I thought, okay, so maybe this is an opportunity to kind of change the mindsets, not only of grandmas, but society at large, because society is the one that puts us in this box and we just kind of accept it. And sometimes as women, we do that just, we can, a lot of women, not all, some women are just like accepting of what everybody says about them. But I'm like, no, just the opposite. I'm like, no, we're not having that. So I can be a grandma, but guess what? I am going to be a grand grandma, okay? okay? I'm not going to be just your average grandma. You will not see me in some long skirts and those kind of things. You might see me in some high heels and, uh, you know, or, 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 or something went back out and you might see Adrian Jones with, with a bikini on. Now I'm not wearing a bikini yet, okay? But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You, but you know, I, but guess what? I'll get there because I am working work out. out. Yes, yes. there, there's out. a there's a grandma, Miss Ernestine Shepherd, who works out. She called. I think she's part of a group, or she designed. Uh, maybe she started the group called Black Girls Lift. Lift. And this woman is like eighty. I think she said eighty. I hope I'm not getting her age wrong. But she's on my on my website page, and she is wearing a like a two-piece workout outfit and her 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 tummy looks like she's 26 okay (laughs) I'm like wow so she's who I aspire to be when I really get to the the peak of my grandmahood you know because (laughs) I'm like oh my god and she looks amazing I saw that yes and I'm like oh my god so so the thing is I think that anybody who wants to do that, who wants to redefine themselves can. Yeah. And uh, one day I was at the Trinity Center going into uh, the gym to work out. 
And these two ladies stopped me. And I, when I was driving up, you know, I have this little Mini Cooper, right? Convertible Mini Cooper. Yeah. And so they said, they stopped me. They're like, okay, who are you? And I just like the way you look. And I said, oh, I said, uh, oh, my name is Marsha. You know, so we started talking. And then they said, well, uh, I want to be like you. And I'm like, what do you mean? She said, can I borrow your car? And I said, yep, but you got to be a grandma to drive this car. And she said, a grandma? I know you're not a grandma. So we started that conversation, right? And she said, well, you need to give me some classes on how to be a, 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 a what she say, a fly grandma. And so that too was what started me really giving this a lot of serious thought. And okay. so I started doing research, right? And I said, okay, are there any things out there? And I know there's a grand magazine out there. But all of it is really from the perspective of the children, you know, mm -hmm. the grandchildren. It's not from the perspective of grandma and grandma, you know, taking care of me. So at a time like this, I think it's really important for us to do self-care and to really focus on us. Because, I mean, if one thing that 2020 taught us, we don't know when our hour is going to come up, okay? Mm -hmm. So you might as well have fun. Okay, until it does. And that's my motto, you know, just have fun. Live your best life. That doesn't mean stomping on other people or anything like that, but live your best life. Do the things that you want to do. Maybe there's some dreams you never achieved and they're still on your mind. You still want to try them, try them. I don't think it's ever too late. And that's kind of how I try to live, so. I agree with that. You're, you're right on the nose with that. And I like, and you have the, you had the perfect example in your own grandmother. You know, you said she started her business at 50. Yes. She did an entrepreneurship. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, oh, my entrepreneur, yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She was an entrepreneur, but she mm -hmm. did an apprenticeship to learn mm -hmm. the things that she needed to learn. Yes. So that was a primary, you know, example right there for you. So you were very blessed to have that. And then to open your heart to share with others. That's that key where it makes a change because just by watching you or hearing your story, you never know whose turnaround that you're, you know, Ooh, hallelujah. Yes. Um, that you're helping or assisting with assisting. Yes. With. So I do want to yes. ask you, mm -hmm. I want to get a little in your business a little bit. Okay. I want to okay. ask you about um, some challenges that you might've faced when you were realizing your passion okay. and what insight you can provide to others who may be facing those challenges. Okay, okay. So um, th there's some things I think that I've done in my lifetime that presented some challenges, like for example, um, that maybe led up to me doing this because I think that everything that happens to us is just a stepping stone to get us to where we need to be, to what our purpose is. And I don't think I I always knew what my purpose was. You know, um, you know. Sometimes in youth we don't always know our purpose. We think we do. So um, I've had a couple of different careers. Um, my my first love is fashion, <laughs> and my second love is early childhood. So. Yeah. I, I, yeah, and I say that I want to try to take, I want to make, I want to merge those two. And Grandma Ness gives me that opportunity. You know why? why? Because I know, and it seems like that's so far fetched. But I just recently realized this because, like I said to you earlier, I have this passion for grandmas who are raising their grandchildren. And they need to know about early childhood stuff because the old way of parenting doesn't work in 2021. Okay? Yeah. It doesn't work. It doesn't work because you can end up in trouble if you do the things that like my grandma, made, you know, yeah, back right. in the day when she was raising children. So I think that this is an opportunity for, for those two to meet. And again, um, I was listening to a uh, not a podcast, but a video of a woman who focuses on grandma or grandparents raising their grandchildren, right? And she was talking about how when she goes to the school and she, to uh, pick up her child or drop her child off, the other parents who are younger don't really engage with them, right? Oh, wow. With her because, you know, they different age group. And so they're like, eh, you know, but she, she said she was feeling kind of lonely. And I'm like, oh my God. So it touched me because I'm like, okay, now this is an opportunity for Grandma's 2.0 to help 
you know, and to say to her, look, there are other grandmas out here that we not may not be raising our children, uh, grandchildren, but we can still help and provide support. And so yeah. that's what I mean by the two, the two will meet. And so I also found out about this, this place in DC that is a community for grandparents raising their grandkids. And they have, it's called Plaza West. Okay. And they have about 50 units in this uh, community. And they're just for grandparents raising grandkids. And I'm like, oh my God. That's and I just recently found out about that. Like I said, I've been doing a lot of research. I just recently found out about that. And I want to connect with them and partner with them because I can do workshops and, and you know, talks with them and just have little dialogues with them uh, so I can help those grandparents really help the, the children, especially now during COVID. Yeah, and one clothes thing that, and that sort of thing. When you talked about the old way of just mm -hmm. the old way of raising children in general, yes, yes. you're so fortunate now to know more about the impact of social emotional development. Yes, yes. Things that strengthen our children, you know, cognitively as mm -hmm. well as with literacy. And we mm -hmm. know, and you talked about this earlier, you were saying that a grandmother does not have to be what she's told. Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, I, of course, you know, I'm an early childhood educator. That's how we met. And mm -hmm. one reason that I'm so passionate about early childhood, because those are the building blocks to people mm -hmm. and, you know, like to creating these, these little people are going to be big people one day. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. part of that is, you know, teaching them how to read and teaching them, you know, phonemic awareness and things like that. And I feel that once anyone is literate, they no longer, he or she, the person, no longer has to accept anything that's told to them, anything mm -hmm. that's told to them about themselves, about their mm -hmm. history, mm -hmm. about, you know, this, a fire, fire of a firefighter's uniform being blue you know mm -hmm, whatever mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you just don't have to believe what someone tells you you have the power now to right so exactly I, I love that mm -hmm. yeah I yeah love that. and you can so, uh, those to some people who might still have those dated ideas exactly the principles that they're going by and so i want to I want to be able to talk with them about, you know, some of the new, new things or things that we found out about children now, like about brain development, for example, uh, about the fact, like I say, about social emotional development, about helping children, you know, with their learning styles and focusing in on that. So just a variety of different things. And so that's what I mean by uh, early childhood and fashion now have, have met because I, I've been saying this for a while and I'm like, mm, if I could just pull those two together, you know? And I, I usually say when I, I do it, when I'm teaching my classes, because I'm like one of those uh, fashion divas when I'm teaching my class, I'm in front of those students and I might have heels on and I'm dressed down like I'm going somewhere special, so to speak. And even with COVID, you know, I've been teaching classes online and my husband says, where are you going? And I'm like, upstairs to teach my class. Well, why are you dressed up? Because I want to be. Because I want to be. Okay. That's it. I feel like that's part of self-care. Exactly. First with COVID, it was a bit confusing because it's like, I'm at home. I'm working from home. What do I do? Like right. at one point I was just like, okay, what do I do with this? so much extra time right uh -huh, uh -huh. And I said, you know what I'm going to continue to do the normal things that I was doing and my yes. daughter would say like why do you have on lashes right now or right. why do you have on <laughs> exactly she was like I'll come over she's like where are you going I'm like to my desk <laughs> right <laughs> exactly so I, I mean it was really no big deal for me when when they would tell me well do you have should we dress up? Should we? I'm like, well, I'm going to get dressed up. You do what you want to do, but I'm getting dressed up because yeah. that's what I would do if I were in the classroom, okay? Or if I was doing a training, so I'm going to still do me. And so I'd say to my husband, okay, you do you, boo, and I'm going to do me, okay? <laughs> and me is getting dressed up. Now, he would be there with a sweatshirt and that sort of thing, but I'm like, nah, I don't, I don't do that. 
Um, so yeah, and, and that doesn't matter what the meeting is, whether it's a meeting with the college, whether it's a meeting with the training that I'm doing, or whether it's a meeting with uh, another project. I, I would eat, it's important. Right now is, exactly. It's That's important right to me. now, you guys, and she's dressed to the max, <laughs> makeup perfectly done, pink lipstick popping. So that's, that's that's just who that's I am. Marsha, though, like that's right. you. I exactly, and that's how I've always been. Else. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, I've oh, always been me, that way. Let me ask you this: since we're talking okay. about passion and we talked mm -hmm. about purpose, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and this is a new question, um, so you're not. It wasn't on my last season. Okay, okay. A little bit. What is your why? So why do I do what I do? So my my why for Grandma's 2.0 or my just my why in general? Your why, your why for both. Your, your okay. why for you so, okay. and your why that led you, you know, your why for Grandma. I, I guess okay. we kind of know your why for Grandma's 2.0. We talked about that. So why, Right, right, right. I so think what so. What is your why for you? But my why, my why for me is I believe that I, well, I know that I want to have joy in my life. Okay. And the things that I do, I do for joy. I don't want to be unhappy. <laughs> I focus on, you know, like my, my son wrote a book and the name of the book is Find Your Superpower, right? And he says, number one thing that we need to do is we need to make sure that the most important person to us is us. Hmm. And so I've been about that, especially since my children are adults now. I figured it was my time to be able to do that. And so my why is about making myself happy. So that's what I, that's why I do what I do. I chose a career where, because I like to interact with people. I love teaching, um, you know, and, and like I said earlier, I also love learning. And so I chose a career in the profession of education for that reason. That was why I did it because I want to share with others the joy, the passion that I feel about teaching young children. And I want to see that same thing in the students that I work with and that I teach. And I encourage that. So that's part of the why that who I am. Um, but why grandma, why grandma's 2.0? Because I think grandmas matter. I think we've kind of kicked them to the curb, so to speak, after a certain age and after a certain time in a woman's life, we just kind of kick them to the curb. I mean, the men kick us to the curb because they always look for somebody younger. You know, the, the, you, you, I mean, I'm serious. Everybody kicks us to the curb. The children, are, okay, okay, well, we'll let grandma keep the kids. So yeah. it's like, we don't have a life of our own. And so this is important. And this is a passion for me. We are crucial. I mean, the wisdom that we have, that we bring is incomparable. You know, if you compare your grandma to your mom to your and your great grandma, you know, the, the more wisdom, the age of wisdom, that's really important. Very important. I was telling my, I was telling a friend this the other day and I was, we were talking about babysitting and things like that. And I was like, well, maybe your mom had plans. Like your mom isn't just a babysitter. We have right. to remember, like, we don't, you know, sometimes I know some, some grandmothers that'll say they only hear from their children mm -hmm. when they want a babysitter or mm -hmm. when they, mm -hmm. cause they feel like Oh, mama doesn't have anything going on. She could watch the kids or they're already, right. you know, they're already put it on mom. Oh, okay. Make plans and like, okay, I know mama could watch the kids. Exactly. We don't even, like you said, we don't even consider or ask, exactly. are you available? Do you mind? We, we, you know, make the role. We actually add to that stereotype. Yeah. Thinking like that with that mindset. Yes. So I and, love it. I love it. Grandma. And that's what we're trying to dispel. We're trying to dispel that stereotype, that myth that grandma don't have anything going on. Because guess what? Grandma's a boss these days. Grandma's a fly. Grandmas have stuff to do just like everybody else. Exactly. <laughs> you know? I mean, because there are groups that meet up. And, it's, and I'm not just talking about church groups. I'm talking about social groups as well. You know, grandmas are doing all sorts of things these days. And so I think it's important that we we really acknowledge that. And are you familiar with uh, Jen Sincerio? You know this book? You mm -hmm. Are Badass? Oh, yes. Oh, my God. I love oh. her. I love her. My guest on live was speaking about that book the other evening. Yeah, she is awesome. And I was like, okay, grandma's a badass, okay? And let's not forget it. So again, look at your 
Adrian Banfield Jones, Jada Pickett's mom. Look at Chris Jenner. Look at uh, uh, Beyonce's mom. I mean, they're not sitting down somewhere there. I think Beyonce's mom was, according to her Instagram, she was in some on some island last week with her young <laughs> husband. And I'm not mad at her, okay? Okay. <laughs> um, so that's what I'm talking about. Enjoy your life. And why can't grandmas enjoy their lives? Exactly. You And then of, of all people, grandmothers are deserving. Yes. So. Hello. Yes. 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 I had a man say to me when he said, I wish my wife dressed like you. And I'm like, well, you know, um, I understand what you're saying, but the thing is, everybody doesn't feel comfortable dressing like I do. Some people won't dress like this, no matter what you, they might go on a trip and do all that, but they're still not going to dress, you know, like the way I do, because everybody doesn't feel comfortable. So yeah. you got to feel comfortable with who you are. And I'm wow. not trying to make all grandmas look alike. That's not what we're saying at all. But I'm saying grandmas need to redesign themselves for themselves, whatever yeah. makes them happy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cause people say, oh, you're somebody's grandma. You shouldn't be wearing it. Or you shouldn't, yes. be, doing that, yes. or you shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't be on social media or whatever. So right. I I understand what you're saying. Yeah, there was a woman, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, uh, we'll move on. But there was a woman on Steve Harvey's show, and there's a YouTube video. And the young, the girls, I think she said she was in her 20s or late 20s or early 30s, something like that. And she and her grandma were on the show together. And she said, Steve, why come, and here's how she said it, why come, <laughs> why come when we go to the club, the boy, the men be hitting on my grandma and not me? <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> I thought that was so funny. I'm like, yeah, Grandma still got it, okay? okay. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see the episode, but I'm gonna have yeah, to. Yeah, that was funny. You need to look that up. That was yeah, hilarious. Okay. And Grandma <laughs> had a little off the shoulder kind of uh, thing. She had her weave done, and she was like, "Steve, I'm just trying to have a good time." I'm like, "Oh, I need to know who that Grandma is, okay?" <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So let me ask you this. Okay. In building Grandma's 2.0, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. has like what was your turning point where you were like, "This is a real platform. This is a business. I have a brand." Like, when did that happen? Um. So, so I've been toying with this idea for a couple of years now, right? And when COVID hit, I'm like, okay, this is the time. So I was making plans. I was, you know, how sometimes we make plans. Remember that podcast thing you sent me? What was it? Done, oh, not perfect. Yes, yes. Yes. So I adopted that attitude. When you sent me that, I'm like, duh, that makes so much sense because I was trying to make everything perfect, right? That's so I started the website yeah. about maybe a year ago, the first website. Maybe it's been a year now, I think, or maybe a year and a half. I started that website and then I said, okay, I don't know much about social media, so I got to get, you know, so I started inch by inch. I, I started a Facebook account, started an Instagram account. And I had people to kind of, you know, kind of coach me through that. And then the turning point was, I guess, I did like three websites. So the first one, the original still up. I started with another one because this group who focuses on uh, coaching, they, they, and they do websites for coaches and that sort of thing. But I didn't like the pictures that they had. They had these old, decrepit women. Like, no, we're not. <laughs> the women look like they were 150 years old. So I was like, no. So I didn't like that. So I was, again, I was real particular. And then when you said, you sent me that thing that said done, not perfect. I'm like, okay. So I'm just going to go ahead and do this. And I decided at that point that I'm going to go ahead and do it. And so I started then looking at content, trying to find people to help me, you know, kind of do the social media because I said, can't do it all myself, you know, and then I'm just holding it up by not being able to do it myself. Right. And so, um, so I just started, um, I got a little girl to help me with the social media. We started a logo. I got this, this um, backdrop here, you know, so I just started doing things. And then next thing you know, COVID hit. And then when COVID hit, I'm like, this is perfect because I can do some virtual things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I didn't started going around to places, you know, like uh, uh, looking for spots to do group sessions and that sort of thing. But when COVID hit, I'm like, this is perfect. I could do it on Zoom. So yeah, that's what I did. I just started doing it. Too. Yep. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of the turning point. That I I forgot that I made up the done not perfect. Yes. 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 Thank you for thank you for bringing that back to me because there's a lot of things that I have been you know like planning for and writing and things like that and Mm -hmm. I've been. I really forgot about that. So I needed that. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but that was kind of the turning point. And so now, I mean, I've got a whole set of, uh, uh, the young lady did my business cards, my logo, you know, and all the website and now things are coming together beautifully. Yeah. Oh, I was just about to say, well, I know that you have an event coming up soon. So I was just about to ask you, so how do you feel mm-hmm. that it's going? Uh, it's going well. So I have, I've done about, let's see, about six or seven events now. Oh, great. And the next one, and and I've done them all on Zoom. And the next one is about, you know, for the new year. So I'm going to start doing, so I was, I was, I've been doing like one per month, so to speak. And now I'm going to do starting January this month, I'm doing two per month. Oh, so yeah, I'm up in my game, girl. Yes. Yes. I I I might have to get my mom pre-scheduled and like look you know this is the link log on to here mm-hmm. I got you signed up for this and do it because I'm so excited that you're mm-hmm. providing this outlet and mm-hmm. she's the only one of her sisters who is a grandmother so okay. it's you know something that she can have she does a lot with her sisters okay something that she could have outside of that yes yes um, and she can invite a friend but they have to be grandma so it's for grandmas right. only because uh, a lot of one of my friends one time the little girl that sent out the invitations for me she sent them to a lot of my friends and I'm like these people aren't grandma they can't come so I had to receive <laughs> and so he, she even had some guys in there I'm like no these are just for grandmas yes. right targeted market just targeted right audience. and I love that because yes. sometimes yes. us as entrepreneurs we miss that point in our planning and in our mm-hmm. business we mm-hmm. have to have specific targeted audience mm-hmm. and those are our people so I love that yes segue out of talking about grandma's 2.0 and then okay. about Marsha okay about what has and you talked about it a little bit and you talked mm-hmm. about your upbringing when I asked you mm-hmm. who you are mm-hmm. and you were speaking about your journey mm-hmm. but I want mm-hmm. to ask you about people you mentioned um a book already you already mentioned mm-hmm. the badass book mm-hmm. but I do want to talk about the influence on your growth and okay. how and the why because you know from the first moment we we met we had a, a instant connection it was undeniable and I was drawn to your spirit and I knew and I've been here now for a little over a year and you were one of the first people I met okay I met you in September of 2019 so here we are now it's 2021 mm-hmm. and you know although we don't get to talk on the phone every day or you know zoom each other mm-hmm. every week we have a connection and I think both of our spirits of discernment you know let us know that our relationship is a safe place Mm-hmm, but there's mm-hmm. something inside of you that gr- that glows from the inside out. I believe believe that it's you know your confidence and and your just genuine authenticity. But I know you had to get there. I know something influenced yes. that growth. We are not just yes. automatically Poof. there. Right, right, right. <laughs> yes, it was. About, you know. Okay. In- books, okay. intentional practices, or people that okay. got you where you are. Okay. Okay. So thank you first for saying that, because that makes me feel really good um, uh, for you to think about me that way. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, there there have been a lot of influences in my life. You know, I told you about my grandma, my mom. My mom had me when she was a teenager, and but she always instilled in me the importance of, number one, getting an education, number two, defending yourself and not fighting defending, but defending and standing up for yourself or advocating for yourself. And number three, she tried really hard, even though she was a parent that was uh, was a teen parent, she didn't finish her education until later in her life. 
she had this get up and go that, oh, was kind of, oh my God. I mean, she would do, she said she was going to do something, she would do it. So she, you know, her dreams and aspirations, she did it. Um, and so that showed me, you know, that look, women are capable of doing anything they want to do. You know, um, I had some challenges in my life early on in my life, just like, you know, a lot of people. Um, and that I think kind of helped made me the person that I am. For example, when I was 14, I was in a car accident, right? And my mom was driving, we were on our way to church one morning and um, I was thrown through the windshield. Oh, and I'm not even supposed to be here, girl. Okay. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, that within itself has led me to believe that God has me here for a purpose. And sometimes I say, I don't know necessarily know what the purpose is yet, but I think it's for people. I think it's for, you know, just what you said, uh, you know, the authenticity, the, the, the something that's inside me, because people always say to me, sun, they call me sunshine or something like that. You know, it's like, there's something about you that, that you just glow and you gotta get happy all the time. Uh, you know, and there's a lot of times when I could be sad, but I choose not to, <laughs> you yeah. know, and my kids even always. say that about me. Yeah. They say, mama, you always grinning. You're always laughing. You're always having a good time. I'm like, but that's what I choose to be because I could be, you know, I could have been a child with, you know, I got this scar on my head, my forehead here. I could have been a child who hides that, you know, I could have been, uh, I could have had traumatic brain injury because I was thrown from the car, you know, um, when I went back to school after that accident, uh, six months or so later. I was really cute and people laughed at me and all this kind of stuff, right? Because I had to wear this thing around my head for a while. But you know what? Those people, I always say, when I go home right now and they see me, they're like, I'm like, how you like me now, honey? Okay. <laughs> okay. So, you know, God does not put any more on you than you can handle. Okay. And I try to, and I believe very strongly that he will help me handle anything. <laughs> Exactly. anything and I've always believed that so those are the kind of things of course my mom and my dad and 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 like I said earlier my grandma my great-grandparents they were all entrepreneurs they all believe had a really strong work ethic and none of them were educated as I am I'm the first generation in my family uh to get a doctorate degree oh wow congratulations right. Ooh. Thank you. And so, you know, and that's because of these people that, you know, instilled this in me. And then there was another person in my life who gave me my first professional job. Her name was Molly Briley. And I will always cherish that woman. She's, she's passed on now, but she really helped me become the woman that I am. You know, she, she took me under her wings. You know, I think I was like, what, 21, 22 she took me under her wings and she said, you know, Marsha, I see something in you. You know, like when I didn't even see anything in myself at that time, you know, really. But she said that to me and I felt really special because she said that she didn't have to say that, you know. So it's like she kind of connected me and helped me be the person that I am. And so when, when I met her, it was a time in my life where I was, you know, having some challenges with. Uh, I wasn't married yet, but, you know, boys and men and all this kind of craziness. And so, you know, sometimes, well, you know how, how men can, yeah, be, oh, know, you, you know, you look this way, you that way, you know, and then they want to try to own you because of that. But, um, you know, she taught me that women have to have their own thing, their own money, their own this, their own that. And then when you have that, that gives you the confidence that you need and you can just push those little those little chumps those little boys what do they call them scrubs i think is what they right <laughs> to the side because you don't need them you know and so that was one of the things that i learned from her and also she taught me how to do public speaking and things like that you know uh, my mom had me in clubs when i was in high school and you know different clubs and things to to learn that as well but Ms. Brody gave me a, a venue to do that. Um, I worked for her for about four or five years and she had me making speeches at like the state uh, capital. I mean, all kinds of stuff that a little girl like wow. me would never, you know, I was like, wow. So she really helped make me the person that I am. Um, and then I also have to give credit to my in-laws because they were very negative about me <laughs> because oh. they said, oh yeah, they said my, they said that here's, here's what they said, my, my, the mother-in-law, she said, well, I think, um, 
she's too high maintenance for you to, to my husband, right? But what she didn't know about me is that I'm the kind of woman that I work for what I want. I don't wait for a man to give it to me. If I, if I want something, I say, okay, so I want a new car. Let me see what I have to do. So I got to save my money. I got to do this. And then you got to make sure my credit is, you know, that's the kind of person that yeah, I Yeah, we talked about you know. that before. We talked about your yes. income. Yeah. Exactly. So that's the kind of person that I am. Right. That's the kind of person that I am. And so, you know, people look at you from the outside. They might think, oh, well, yeah, she's high maintenance. So you might not be able to afford it. Well, I don't need anybody to afford me. I can afford myself. I make sure. You know, that's why I go to, that's why I went to school. That's why I did, uh, you know, got the degrees that I have because I wanted to make sure I could take care of myself. And I teach my daughter the same thing. And I teach my granddaughters the same thing because that's really important that a woman be able to take care of herself. Not saying we don't need men because we do need them for a few things I could think of, but, <laughs> but, you know, it's important, I think. And those are the kind of things and the, the people that kind of help me. And then there's so many different books Oh God, I'm a lover of Les Brown. Okay. I love Les Brown. Oh my God. And I started reading his books uh, early on in my life, uh, probably right around the time, let's see, maybe, I think maybe the 80s, somewhere around there, I think it was. Uh, I love his book because one of the things that he said that kind of stuck with me is you got to be hungry, you know, mm. and, and, and in order to get, in order to go after your dream, you've got to be hungry for it. And that stuck with me, you know, and there's some things that I wanted to do. Like I've always done, I've always had a job and then I always had like, uh, you know, a business or side hustle, somebody, some people call it that I've always done. Um, I used to do fashion shows and things like that. Uh, and, and this was in my, my little hometown where not a lot of people, but, you know, and people would say to me, like I, I went to school for fashion merchandising. And people say, well, you know, you can't really use that around here. I'm like, okay, watch me. So then I started doing fashion shows and I turned it into a business. It was entertainment. You know, we would have people entertain. We would have the, the, the fashion show. We would have a dance. And so I would do things like that. So I've always been that kind of person that, you know, just kind of thought outside of the box and just don't tell me what I can't do because guess what? I'm going to try it just because you said I can't. So Les Brown will kind of help me with that. I love Napoleon Hill and his Thinking Grow Rich. Well, yes, I'm honey. reading that right now. It was gifted to me for Christmas. It yes. Right. Yes. I did that for my kids one Christmas. I gave everybody a book. Have you seen the workbook? There's a workbook. I no, I don't have the workbook. I was gifted the 1937 edition, I want to say. Mm -hmm. So I am reading that literally now like it's okay excellent excellent but and i he, will invest in the workbook yes invest in the workbook because the workbook forces you to write everything down okay. i absolutely love that book and i read it at least once a year and okay. i also have it on audible because it helps keep me focused okay and so that's the thing because you got to think in order to grow rich right you got to yes, think it yes, you got to keep it on your mind you got to keep the desires there he says that burning desire and i love that book i love 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 that book and then um recently i read the automatic millionaire by david bach okay so that's this one i love that one too and there's a workbook for that too and he talks about you know you were talking earlier about budgeting and you know staying on course, he talks about um, something he called the latte effect, the latte factor. In other words, you know, you go to Starbucks, you get a latte, I don't know, it's maybe $5, $6, whatever. Take that same $5 and invest it at the end of the month, let's say five times 30 days, the end of the month you have $150, invest that in the stock market or your retirement fund or whatever. And in 10 years, you have so many 10,000s of dollars and in, in 20 years, you'll have almost $100,000. So you see where I'm going? In yeah. yeah, and he said we should do that for our children and teach our children about that. So that's oh, one of I my, love that. I love yeah, that. Yeah, that's one of my favorites too. And then of course, uh Valerie. Yes, this Valerie. This was my Valerie. first book by her. Have you seen this? This is an old, old one. Is that I can't see the title of it. Is that it's um Rich one Minds? About no, Rich Minds, Rich Rewards. And yes. this one was, I got it in 2004. And she had oh my God. that I was thinking of the listen one, but yes, I know yes. about Rich Minds. Yeah, I loved it. This was my first book that I got from her. 
and I actually love because she looks totally different now. But I actually love this book, uh, and it kind of started me uh, because it has fifty-two weeks. So each week you focus on a different thing, and I really like that book too. So that was another one. Uh, let's see, less. Oh, Kamora Lee. Okay, Kamora Lee Simmons. Yes. So she wrote this fantastic book called Fabulosity. Okay. And it and you know at first at first look I thought it was just about I want to see if I had it over here I thought it was just about fashion, but it's so much more than that. Here it is. Kamora Lee Simmons. I see it. Okay, great. And so it's really about um, not just about fashion, but she gives us these uh, sixteen principles about really uh, being your own boss. Okay. Being an entrepreneur you know, that sort of thing, because she's a pretty girl and people don't always take pretty girls seriously, you know? And so I related to her for a couple of reasons. One, she came from a humble family, you know, poor beginnings, right? Single parent, well, I'm not single, but teenage mother, I think. Then she was a very pretty girl. She was in the fashion industry. People thought they could take advantage of her because she was a pretty girl and she was a kid, but she proved them all wrong. <laughs> And then she married well on top of all that. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> she learned a lot in the in the process and the, and the book kind of uh, talks about those, you know, all of that and the principles that she kind of shares with you. So I those are the things that have been kind of influenced me. And then of course I like the, uh, what is it? Carol Dweck and the mind, the growth mindset. Yeah. I love that as well. And I talk about that all the time. So that's another influence. I love that. And some of those choices, selections that you shared kind of surprised me mm. so that was good that was that was good what I was that. surprising Kamora Lee Simmons was oh okay it was surprising yeah. that, you know you not only picked up her book but it you know resonated with you so yes uh -huh. Uh -huh. yeah so that that was a bit surprising for me uh -huh. and it was surprising that you said the your mother-in-law or your in-laws influence you because of the negativity, you know, it kept yes. pushing to be who you really were. And right, right. So Grandma's 2.0, where can we find your platform and keep up with you? Okay. So of course I'm on Facebook and on Instagram and we also, uh, we're starting a YouTube channel. So oh, we did nice. these 12 days of Christmas videos. We're going to repurpose those videos because I think the, the things that we talk about in the videos can be anytime, you know, and then we have some uh, quotes uh, that we're going to post for different, different things. And these are all about um, the quotes came, most of them came from this book called Ageless Wisdom. Okay. And, um, and another book, uh, what is it? Um, oh God, I can't think of the name, but goddesses don't oh goddesses don't age okay i love <laughs> and it so uh that one is one of my favorites as well because it really talks about women and how women as we get a certain age we kind of forget about what's important to us and we think about everybody else but uh in this book uh the author really focuses on um and i can't think of a name right now but she focuses on how we need to take care of ourselves and we need to seek joy and pleasure from everything that we do. And so I, that's, she, she also influenced me as far as the grandmas 2.0 as well, because I wanna help teach grandmas about that, that, that they are important, you know, that they matter, that they need to take care of themselves and choose, choose the life that they wanna lead, not what someone else thinks they need to do. I love that. I love that. That is so special and so sweet to me that you're doing that, you know, and it's a gift to people just like you, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, and mm -hmm. I feel like, like you said, a lot of the content and a lot of the things provided for grandmothers are written from people, other people's perspectives mm -hmm. and people trying to define that for them. So the fact that you are in those shoes and you and you did it so you're speaking mm -hmm. from experience mm -hmm. that's that's just it's amazing that you're sharing that because oftentimes people 
know these keys and know these gems and they don't drop mm-hmm. them on others. So mm-hmm, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. so, so excited. And I'm mm-hmm. so excited to be able to share that with my mother and, you know, people that I know who are grandmothers mm-hmm, that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like this could really help. So well, I thank you for the opportunity for allowing me to share this. Um, of I really do because, you know, I, again, I think that first of all, as women, we, kind of always take the subservient role, but I think it's important that we realize how important and how critical we are to the world. <laughs> and I think this I think this whole grandma's thing is a game changer. It's gonna really change the way people think about themselves and the way the world thinks about us. And I think we're in that movement right now. You, We are, you're on the, yes. I was gonna say it's like a catalyst, it's like a cup yes. because the roles are being, like you said, mm-hmm. we're seeing the Tina Knowles Lawson's, we're seeing mm-hmm. the uh, Chris Jenner's, and we're seeing yes. roles being redefined, and these girls yes. being bosses, and like mm-hmm. you said, divas, and goddesses, and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're right there, and we just have to let the average quote-unquote grandmother know that you yes. don't have secrets. Your That's daughter does not it. be Beyonce for you to live right. your life, you know? Yes. So I love that you're, like I said, creating this for people who look like you or people who have the same experience as you, people that might not have this type of outlet or platform anywhere else. So mm-hmm. you are definitely a blessing to others and it's definitely inspiring and wonderful to watch and see. So even though the interview questions are over before i let you go i do have mm-hmm. one final question okay and it comes from my empowering deck it mm-hmm. is something that is very true to my show i've asked mm-hmm. every guest these mm-hmm. questions and i've even asked myself these questions so your card says what am i thankful for today mm. Wow. Ironic that you asked that. <laughs> I'm thankful for so many things. You know, in the mornings I do a um, I'm grateful little ritual, if you will, for lack of a better word. And about, you know, I take about five minutes in the morning to just talk about what I'm grateful for um, and make some declarations over my life and my children's life and my grandchildren's life and my, my parents and, you know, my family. Uh, and so I'm just grateful that my mother is still with me. I'm grateful that my family is still intact. I'm grateful that all my children are doing well. Uh, and despite COVID and all the craziness that's going on in, in the United States uh, today, I'm so thankful of all of that. Uh, I'm thankful for my grandchildren and that they're all healthy. They're all smart. They're all doing well in school. And I'm thankful for friends like you and others that give me a platform and encourage me to, you know, keep going on and 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 have really encouraged this movement as well. Because you know, when I first said it out loud, I was like, okay, now does this make sense? You know, and everybody was like, oh my God, that's a good idea. You should do that. And then I kept, you know, sometimes we talk ourselves out of stuff. You know, I'm like, well, I don't know if that, you know. And so then I was like, well, grandma's even on Facebook. You know, again, (laughs) thinking like society, grandma's even on Facebook. And I saw more grandmas on Facebook than ever before. I'm like, wow. So I'm, gr- I'm very thankful and grateful for you to have this opportunity and for all the people that have helped me along the way. I mean, like the girl who did the website, yeah, I had to pay her, but you know, what she did was phenomenal, okay? Um, and the young ladies that have helped me with social media, I have learned so much. There's one little girl who helped me do the videos last, uh, well, not last week, but for a couple of weeks we did the video. Oh my God, I would have never thought that I could have done that. And then I got to the point where I enjoyed it. And then I even went out and I bought my, my uh, ring light and I bought my uh, a little thing for my camera to sit on, like a little um, tripod, tripod like thing. That. Yeah, and all kinds of stuff, girl. And my husband said, you just set up a studio. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> but just that influence. And I love the fact that, and I'm thankful for the fact that people are, you know, kind of resonated and kind of helped me with this because I, if I would have been, like you said, done, not perfect. If I hadn't adopted that attitude, 
then I would still be back there trying to figure it out. Yeah. So thank you for that. You're welcome. I really You're appreciate welcome. it. Yes, yes, yes. I really appreciate it. So this so those was are the so much fun. For. I had such a blast interviewing you. You know, as always, it's a pleasure to be in your presence and to just feel that love and get some of that glow on me. You know, just it's it's almost like sharing the light, you know, mm -hmm. so I'm so mm -hmm. grateful for that. And I'm so grateful for this time in this space with you, everyone, Dr. Marsha McLean, Grandma's 2.0. Thank you, Brittany. You're welcome. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information about my guests, please review the show notes. To connect with me or join the Spiritual and Bougie Gym Gang, visit www thespiritualandbougieway.com To support this podcast, remember, all you have to do is join my Zippy Stream community. Subscribe, share, follow, and tell a friend. Until next time, I'm sending you peace, power, and positivity to keep living the spiritual and bougie way. Remember, you can be spiritual and you can be bougie, but above all else, be you.